Business Matters in association with the Faculty of Business at ATU Donegal. Looking for a career in financial services? Consider the Level 9 MA in Governance, Compliance and Data Protection. Take the next step in your career and contact the Exec Ed Coordinator on 9186206 or email execed, E-X-E-C-E-D at lyit.ie today. I'm Kieran O'Donnell. You're welcome to Business Matters. Later in the program, I'll be catching up with Northwest Regional College lecturer Kevin McLaughlin. My first guest this week is Donegal Local Enterprise Office's Student Enterprise Award winner in the senior category for 2022, Cahill Cannon. A TY student at St. Columbus College in Stern Order, Cahill developed the smartphone app Sports Injury Response, which provides guidance on how to deal with a range of sports injuries until medical assistance can be provided. Cahill came up with the idea after sustaining an injury himself while playing football last year. I entered the school enterprise uh, competition and I created the app following uh, a broken nose that happened to me in training last year while playing Gaelic uh, and none of the coaches there were training first aid um, so, and a number of bystanders were offering their opinions of some saying you know, I should push it straight back into place which would have been the wrong thing to do and luckily the coaches decided to take me to the hospital which, and then I got my nose realigned so I, the idea was based on uh, just wanting something to bridge the gap between an injury happening and medical assistance being provided so I created the app just for scenarios like that so that coaches would be well informed how to treat the flare. And the, the big thing Cal is the treatment that is administered immediately after the injury is most important. Yeah, um, I confirmed this as well. I spoke to some physios and doctors and they agreed that players that receive immediate and appropriate care following an injury stand the best chance of a full and speedy recovery. So following your, your own misfortune, what was the next step you took then uh, to get the app to the stage where it was able to be used? So I uh, I first of all talked to doctors and physios and, and got their uh, guidance on what they thought I should be doing uh, and that none of the clubs actually do have trained first aiders uh, well the majority of the juvenile teams don't have trained first aiders so I got their advice on that and then I decided I wanted to do something about it and I wanted players to have, and coaches to have the right stuff there to treat the injuries uh, so I spoke to them and they gave they recommended the pre-hospital emergency care clinics public health guidelines uh, and this gave me a big good basis for the, the app uh, I also then looked up that found that 95% of users of smartphones between 16 and 44 um, in Ireland actually use their smartphone daily so that this would be an app would be a great basis and that they'd always have their phone with them uh, so then I decided to, I would create an app that would have this guidance in it for sports injuries so I went about this and uh, and then a lengthy process like designing the app because I had no coding experience in the past and, and did you get help for that? I got help from a consultant but uh, it took me a long time a lot of self-learning and uh, it took a long time to learn it and put it together then so Gal, you have your phone in front of you there can you talk us uh, through the main features of the app? So um, once you open up the app you'll be brought to an entrance screen and then it takes you to a main menu which has loads of different categories of injuries so there's like head injuries upper body injuries uh, region from breathing issues bleeding um, and in total there's 35 different injuries on the app 
uh, and there's also things like how to put a player in the recovery position, how to perform CPR, and there's also a function just for an emergency call. Uh, so then, for example, if you go into upper body injuries, there's different injuries like dislocated shoulder, uh, broken collarbone, back strain, spinal injuries. So if you go into, say, broken collarbone, then it will tell you different, it will give you a guided list on how to treat this um, and that you need to sit the player down and support their elbow um, and then loosen any of their clothing and stuff like this. It just kind of gives you... Uh, like a guidance on what to do before medical assistance can be provided. It's not really based on treating the player, but just keeping them from getting worse, basically. And what sort of reaction have you got to the app so far, Cal? I've got in contact with a lot of clubs throughout Donegal and even Tyrone and moving into Monaghan and Galway and different places like that now. And I've got nearly 20 clubs on board and rolled out to their coaches, so it's got a good response here and I'm loving it. Were you surprised at the reaction? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't expect it to be as big as it was and I thought maybe the local club my local club Sean McCool's might take it and that could be the height of it but I got a good reaction from a lot of clubs and I'm very happy with that So when did you realise that your entry had actually won this year's Donegal Local Enterprise Office Student Enterprise Award for 2022? Uh, well I was sitting in the classroom in school and um, watching the video we actually missed it live because I was away at the cinema with the, with the rest of the TY students um, and I came back and I was watching through the video just trying to skip to my part but the teacher wanted to watch the whole thing uh, and then it came up that sports injury response had won the senior category and uh, it was big big cheers and I was really happy with that How did that feel at that moment? Uh, I was over the moon and the teacher was really more happy than me but uh, I, was, I was delighted with it I was delighted yeah. And I'm sure good support from the school Cal? Uh, great support from the principal Mr Tom Rowan uh, and then my enterprise teacher Miss Catherine Cook um, just had great help she gave me great help and I was really supported well by the school and the and the making of the app Is business something that you always had an interest in or is it a newfound interest Cal? I always had a certain interest in business you know I liked looking up different stuff like stocks and different things like that and finances um, but now with the app as well I'm kind of even more into business and I'm looking to do something now with that there in the future and business and finance and I'm interested in that field now. Cal, your product has been uh, endorsed very well by the likes of Jason Quigley, Brendan McCall, Chloe McGee, Ryan McHugh and Mark Anthony McGillney. I'm sure that gives you a great sense of satisfaction and confidence as well. Yeah, uh, I was very delighted to have these people on board and I showed them my app and they thought it was great and uh, they made videos for me and it feels great that big sports people like them will support my app and that is just uh, gave me a great basis to show clubs, you know, that this big sports people um, like my app and think it's great so it's, I was very happy that they agreed to do a video on my app So May the 18th is the date for the national finals what are your feelings uh, as you get ready for, for that? So uh, oh, well, um, I'm really excited I hope I get to go through the final five which basically the top five then needs to go into Dublin and do a big presentation so um, I'm really, I really hope I get into the final five and that I, I'm really excited but you know a bit of nervousness as well there so big presentation to do but uh, you know I'm really looking forward to it and I'm happy with the journey so far so uh, even if I don't get in the top five I'll be happy that I've got, come this far anyway The thought just struck me there Cal you're, you're quite a busy young man between Gillick and soccer and your, your school work and you're also a, a very avid piano player Yeah so I'm currently doing my grade 8 in piano so uh, 
at the end of this month or the end of May even uh, I'll be doing the, my final exam for piano and then I'll be done with it but uh, no, I have a good interest in music and I love playing the piano so it just helps me relax Cahill you were also involved in a project with your classmates uh, fighting fast fashion can you talk to me a wee bit about that yeah so um, in December time I think it was um, one of my teachers in the school Mr Brian McRae he's also the head of TY in our school and um, he came to me and asked would I be interested in doing stuff for the BTM scientist uh, and I agreed it to, I agreed to it because you know I wanted to straight take every opportunity I could in TY so uh, me and two of our classmates uh, two of my classmates uh, two girls we came up with the fighting fast fashion for our future and this was aimed at we had a campaign in our school and we tried to teach all the students in the school that about the why fast fashion is bad uh, and that go for more sustainable clothing and stuff um, so we started a campaign in the school put posters up and taught the first years and second years and uh, we got a great response in it and then we put our project together and sent it off and luckily we got a highly commended we got through to the final round of judging so we're very happy with it but it was a lot of work to us Tell me Cal, what's the main lesson that you've learned on the student enterprise program to date? I've learned a lot of new things like, for example I didn't do business for my junior search so I learned how to do the accounts and all the different things in finance and I've become more interested in that field now and I learned a lot you know even speaking to people with more confidence gained more confidence in myself and I've become more maybe initiative as well you know took on more things and uh, you know it's, I've got a lot of learning from it and yeah it's been great Is there a person in business that you admire most Cal? Well I look up to you know the obvious ones like maybe Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk and I just really um, admire their you know their drive to go at it and their their initiatives and you know, like they, they go forward and they just take on as many opportunities as they can and I really admire them for that Cal you have two years left at secondary school once this term ends have you any idea what career path you're going to embark on? Well, I have a lot of interest, you know, in sport and music, and but I, I'm very, I, I want to go down the business and finance, and i just really interested by, you know, the way the business works, and um, I just, I like banking and that, different types of things, insurance and all that, I'm just very interested in that type of stuff, so I'm hoping to go down that route. So, if you had a dream job, Cahill, and uh, you were being offered it tomorrow, what would you want that to be? Dream job? Ah, uh, well, maybe you might say CEO of Tesla or something, like Elon Musk, but, uh, no, something maybe Wall Street like the insurance broker or something something like that okay listen Cal we wish you all the best for the national finals hopefully we'll have you on again sometime in the future but for now thanks for talking today on Business Matters thanks Kieran. thanks for having me on the show and just to note that since that recording Cal has made it through as one of the last five in the national entrepreneurship finals and we wish him well ahead of his presentation later in the month join us after the break when I'll be chatting to Kevin McLaughlin from Derry's Northwest Regional College. Business Matters, in association with the Faculty of Business at ATU Donegal. Looking for a career in financial services? Consider the Level 9 MA in Governance, Compliance and Data Protection. Take the next step in your career and contact the Exec Ed Coordinator on 9186206 or email execed, E-X-E-C-E-D, at lyit.ie today. You're welcome back. My next guest is Kevin McLaughlin, a native of Fawn who lectures in computing at Derry's Northwest Regional College. Kevin specialises in software development and test automation. 
Over the last 20 years, he has supported over 600 people of all ages into careers through the Kickstart programme and various technical training initiatives with local IT companies. Kevin has also worked closely with Donegal ETB and Derry and Strabane District Council to deliver tailored training programmes for the long-term unemployed. Kevin, you're very welcome to Business Matters. Thank you, Kieran. Very much appreciated. Thank you for asking me to come and talk to you today. Kevin, you're over 20 years lecturing and you've delivered numerous uh, technical training programmes across a wide range of areas. Can you talk to me about some of those areas and some of those programmes? Absolutely. uh, Look, I I started in 2004... Anybody listening will probably know over here about the mainframe or old legacy systems, as they call them. Probably a lot of the banking financial institutions would still use them to this day, and they're still being widely used. Um, uh, with a company, uh, well, it was 2004, yeah, well, a company called Allstate. Um, they were formerly known as Northbrook Technology back then. They were obviously um, now known as Allstate NI. Um, did a lot of work there for four years, a lot of training up, a lot of bridge employment programs. These were sort of like programs that were funded by the government. And um, primarily the reason for it was, of course, because like anything else, I suppose people want to upskill, reskill, and of course the government provided some form of mechanism to allow people to go on and go on down that route, if you like. And then, uh, 2000, in between times, I suppose my, my career, I suppose, is, is sort of up and down, if you like, in terms of work and being busy. In 2005, then, we, we tendered for a course with FOSS. There was known as FOSS back then, and they're now known as the ETP, of course. And we won that course as a software developer program. And from 2005, then, to 2015, I taught a whole range mainframe, being one of them, uh, a lot of software development, uh, and then moved into test automation, which is, is an area I'm sort of more or less specialising in now. And then... Really, since 2011, with the kick with the Kickstarter program, very summer types of things we did as well. Again, so primarily my main sort of focus will be software development, test automation. That's really what I specialised in, if you like, because you can't do everything. Um, you can sort of I think a lot of people want to try and teach every single subject in computing, but I always say to people, look, and people ask me questions, can you fix this for me? And can you sort this thing? I says. I can't do it because I don't have the, and of course they can't they don't understand well you're, you teach computer you should be fully do that I said no I specialise in software I don't specialise in hardware if you like so I think that's that's my main focus you know but no I, I look I, I really enjoyed it I really enjoyed the challenges of it because I had to learn a lot myself too as well and I think you know that gave me great heart and great enthusiasm as well so no I've been very very busy and, and I'm delighted you know to, that, that I'm am busy you know so Kevin you've supported over 600 people and that's uh, across all ages uh, into new courses uh, through the Kickstart programme in particular and various initiatives with local IT companies ultimately that has changed people's lives Kevin hasn't it look I always say I never get tired I can tell you now I probably know every single one of them um, from the very first person back in Allstate back in 2004 right up to the current I have a current group just finished and they start placing now next week and hopefully touch wood all been well the companies will see um, see potential in them and, and hopefully offer them employment you know can you take me back to the start of the process with those people that you're talking about Kevin that cohort that you've mentioned there just I will I have a great relationship with the council very city and Saban Desi council and uh, more recently we've been working with the Department of Economy in Belfast obviously the Department of Economy in Northern Ireland I suppose you only call them but basically the, the, the big thing you know yourself and everybody knows themselves is all about funding all about money um, people have to pay for these courses you know where do we get the money from so um, what we say to do was to say look this course has been so successful through the council council funded on the college ourselves we partly funded as well so we went to the, the department uh, a couple of years back and said look 
this of course was a great success here and they couldn't believe how successful it was so it was a no brainer for them really to say look you know what we'll, we'll support DKM and we'll support the, 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 the course and everybody else and all the sort of the due process of vetting people and everything else so how it worked I'll give you an example last October we started to prepare for the course the course started in January this year and we've prepared now we start our preparations start to accept applications get people no, trying to entice people do a lot of social media coverage um it is a struggle to tell you to get people to do it and that's something obviously why I'm doing this talk today with you because I want to try and say to people look you know um you know, it's not as bad as you think. You know, one of the biggest things I find, and, and obviously we had a chat to you off camera here, off off topic. I suppose to a certain extent, but I, I think one of the biggest challenges I find is that is, is people to 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 apply for a course like this. You know, because once you apply, that's the hardest part done. Um, What's the biggest obstacle, Kevin, preventing people from signing up maybe earlier in the process? I think it's fear. Uh, honestly, myself, I think people really think they need to be a technical genius. They think I can't do that because I, you need to be unbelievably good at maths or. And have you found that a recurring message from people you've talked to? Every single time. And, you know, I don't know what the problem is at all. I'm not saying anything in a disparaging sort of way, if you like, but I think even a school or second school or even through, you know, people, as I said before, all age groups uh, have done courses, you know, with myself through the years. And, and it's not because you don't have to be a certain age to do it. There's people from 18 to 60 have done it, you know. But I think people sort of a fear. Is there a fear factor? I think people think, you know, I need to be brilliant at this. I need to be brilliant at maths. And I can't do that because I'm not a really technical. I'm not really big on my technology, if you like. But I think it's more, you need to be not necessarily a technical genius. You need to be a social genius. And I think that's the biggest problem. I think, you know, people, if you can talk and if you can communicate and get on with people and you have the right attitude and you're willing to take a bit of critique, a bit of criticism, constructive criticism, if you like, now and again, and you want people to say, you know what, you could do that a wee bit better or we could improve here or we want to be more efficient and, you know, you need to speak to me first or come and talk to me first. Don't do, do, do that. No, all that sort of collaboration, communication, like I think people, if they realize that, they could say, do you know what, it's not as bad as I thought, you know. Are social skills therefore uh, not regarded as well or as high as they should be? Definitely. Definitely. I, I think we live in a modern times so of computing. Computing's changed over the last 20 years in particular. I think one of the biggest things is agile. There's a methodology called agile. And basically what agile's ethos is really is, is all about communication, collaboration. Just what I said there previously. And I think one of the biggest things I find is, is with agile is that it's all about baby steps. We don't, for example, build a software product. Just, right, let's all get it done within two or three weeks. It's that's a sort of that's sort of a incremental approach you like to development if you like. So we take our time, we engage with the customer, make sure the customer's happy with what we're giving them. And that means you have to collaborate, you have to make sure the customer you have to there's no confusion, there's no ambiguity between you and the customer and likewise the team is developing the product as well. So there's lots of communication, lots of uh, sort of collaboration if you like. The be all and end all is to give the customer what they want and that takes the ability to communicate and the ability to, to, to collaborate and also the ability to change and no think, well, you know what, I'm doing this wrong or do you know what, Joe made a great point there or Mary made a great point, I'll take it on board and try and improve the next time. So it's all about self-improvement if you like and I think it's not about you being, because there's a lot of people on there that have summer skills, maybe a lot more experienced people. It's about you bringing a lot more to the table in terms of ideas and maybe just fresh ideas. And I think you get a lot with the people that I train up because, you know, they, they don't want any better. They, they don't, they haven't been in IT role before. So they bring a lot of things. They say, well, well what could we do here? Well, why are you not doing that for? You know, that doesn't make sense. Why are you not do that? And you know what? It brings so much ideas. It brings probably a lot more problems because people are like, oh, you know what? I never thought of that, you know? Um, and that's a good idea. But what it does, it, it allows the person to to get more involved. You know, I mean, and they get they get a lot of confidence from it as well themselves. So I, I do believe, and 
this, and it's and it's definitely something. It's about 70, 70, 30 Now I'd say in terms of the percentages, but seven percent social skills, thirty percent technical skills. You mentioned change there, Kevin. How big a change have you noticed in the IT sector over the last ten, twenty years? I've seen a big change in terms of their willingness to take take a chance on the courses I've been involved. With. Like I'll give an example, um, Allstate now primarily were involved at that time. Now they've changed as well, but back in the day, two thousand and four, everybody had to have a degree to get an opportunity to get into Allstate and even to get upskilled upskilling courses, the bridge and primary programs that I mentioned there. Primarily, didn't care. Primarily, not to say they didn't care. Primarily, said, look. Give me somebody came with the right attitude. Give me someone who's been trained up properly, you know, based on what we want, what we need. And again, thankfully, they trusted me in terms of my ability to train the people. But they were more willing to say, is this person a good grafter, Kim? Are they a good good team player? Are they able to take on board, you know, um, instructions from us? And more importantly, to, to, to you know, to challenge themselves as well, you know what I mean? And not sit in their hands all the time, you know, absolutely. So attitude was key. Absolutely. I mean, I, you know, I'll give an example. Like, you know, I have 12 people there now and I had 600 odd people before them. And every one of them um, will tell you. And everyone will say to me, Kevin McLaughlin says the same thing every single time, you know, in terms of my induction. But I says attitude over aptitude every single time because if you've got a good attitude, a great attitude, you, you learn things very, very quickly. But if you have a bad attitude, you're not learning things very, very quickly. And that's what I'm saying. So it's all about attitude because if you have the right attitude, you'll learn. You'll, want, you'll, you'll work hard. You'll learn. And you'll get You'll get there. You might take a bit longer than others, but you'll get there. And I find that's what the biggest problem I find is with people is that people, the vast number of people I've, thankfully, I've met and I've trained up and everything else, they have a great attitude. And they might come to me and say, Kim, I, I can't get this. Or I, and, but I'm saying, well, you came to me, so that shows you have a great attitude. Because if you didn't come to me, that means you have a bad attitude. Uh, and they think, do you know what, that's great, Kim, you know. And it's a sort of psychological thing, you know, it's a sort of a bit of a psychological thing, really, to sort of say to them, you know what, I'm trying to help you here. And you're, more importantly, you're helping yourself. And that's what you need in your job. So every single time they come and ask me a question or create something I'm doing in class, you know, and they're coming back and saying, well, why are you, why are you doing that for a Kim? That doesn't make sense, whatever else. I'm saying, you're becoming employable. You don't realize it. You're now more or less coming employable here because what you're saying is you hopefully you do the same thing you're doing with me today in class you do in your job because that's what you do in your job day in day out you know you teach and you lecture to people that are from eighteen to sixty how difficult is that to get the balance right between uh, the young and the not so young I think you know it's amazing like uh, like I have a good mix of people in this current cohort um, people from younger people early twenties to up to forties fifties what sort of background Kevin's whole range. I'll give you an example. I've got people who are taxi drivers, uh, worked in the hospital maybe in sort of a clerical roles, um, worked, uh, one guy worked in HR, um, clerical sort of role, people who are a lorry driver, for example, who, who, who delivered oil, right? And just like anything else, I suppose, want to change, want something different, a young family, want something different, you know, a whole range of people. And I've got people who, a guy who was a restaurant manager uh, in a restaurant for 15, 16 years. Now, not be saying that he didn't like his job, he loved his job and he's very good at it, but he just wanted to take a chance, you know, one day say, look, you know, I'm at that age now in my life, I'm, if I don't go now, if I don't try it now, I'll never try it, you know, that's really, you know. But a great range of people, the age is irrelevant, you know, because I always say to people when they come to the classroom, you see all these faces looking at you the very first day and they're thinking, you know, that person is very young and they're all very old. And you can imagine a person would get be a bit sort of, let's say, intimidated. If you like, saying, well, this person here will be miles ahead of me because they're only 18 or 19 and I'm 45, 50, whatever else, you know. But it's, it's amazing how they jail so quickly. You know, I, I get people now, they're, they're the best of friends, you know, maybe, maybe in their early 20s and a person maybe in their late 40s. And they're the best of friends, like, 
and you're, they're, they're, you see one, you see the other. Like, so w- what I'm saying, is age is not a barrier here because, as I said, if people hopefully are listening to this podcast in, in the future, listen and please, please, don't worry about your age. Do you have a desire to work? Do you have a desire to sort of change your way of work? And do you want a better future for yourself and your family? Do you know what I mean? Do you want that? And if you do want that, come and do courses with me, or come and do summer courses. I guess because then there's there's a man for you. There's a there's a job for you out there. You know. Um, what has been the highlight of your role so far, Kevin? Well, there's been six hundred odd highlights, uh, and in fact, is, I'll give you an example now. The month, hopefully, now come June, all been well. I'm not applying any pressure on the companies. Let's hope the companies listen to themselves. They put extra, extra pressure. Employ these twelve people, please. But uh, I'll give you an example since January. 2021 to this point now June which would be June because the placement finishes now the current group uh, their placement finishes the end of June or started June I beg your pardon um, that'll be hopefully 50 people in the employment so 50 in that sort of you know, 18 months if you like so for me personally being every person I've helped to get employment you no, know, I get emails I get asked for references personal contact say Kim this is brilliant I can't believe they've offered me a job whatever else to me there's no better feeling you know for me that's what I do the job for you know and, and you know there's a lot of stress in this job there's a lot of pressure a lot of a lot of issues obviously because it's not easy because I, I'm sort of doing something completely different to what's what's the norm if you like and I think people sort of think you know oh this course is great Kevin this is fantastic fantastic outcomes you like yes it is but I take a lot of lot of lot of lot of stick for it as well. I take a lot of hits for it, but not not necessarily in, in, a, in, a, in a negative way, but in just the sense that there's a lot of work to do, a lot of prep to do, a lot of work with companies, making sure that students are, are okay, and more importantly, making sure they get a job then. But because then they they buy into the first thing I say to them, you no, know, when they're coming to do the first day of course, oh, uh, you know, Kevin. For, I remember one student saying to me, I remember as well in Foss way back. And I still call Foss obviously it's ATB now, but I remember one the first first course I did in Foss. One guy said to me, uh, I lost my job, but such a and I need to get a job in this course and I remember as well the day of day and the fellow's now up in, up in Primerica and I've seen him there he's still in Primerica I think from, from what I gather that was 2005 right and the first thing he said to me I said well if you listen to me you'll get a job and he was one of the first people to get a job out of that group how satisfying was that for you? unbelievable you know for me I was going up to Foss a completely new place I've never done it before in my life and I have to say I'm going to say it in case I forget the most enjoyable 10 years of my life in Foss the nicest obviously Donegal people as you know you can't go a fire wrong you know but the nicest people and they treated me like a member of their staff they treated me like basically one of their friends more importantly they they looked after me very well I was in as a sort of external contractor you know so I wasn't a member of the staff if you like but I landed up there went into a room did my thing they helped me anything I wanted they helped me they knew what I was doing was doing right I was helping these people gain employment as Foss doing as ETB and again they, I think they, they deserve great credit themselves for what they're doing over the last 30-40 years you know but I, as I said it was unbelievable up there you know as a place you know and the work you do up there is unbelievable as well so I have to give them great credit request, you know because as I say they, they treat me very well you know and uh, as I said before basically you know Great times up there, great times, and worked very close with America as well. No, obviously, America has been bought over recently by TCS, but great people, met plenty of people up there as well, you know. So, I've, look, I have a great relationship with all the local IT companies, and I've been fortunate enough to, to suppose, to, to push myself to go out and meet new companies to come in, and been asked to go out and meet new companies to come in, and, and saying, look, you know, here's Kev McLaughlin, here's what I do. Um, are you interested in being involved in this program? And I suppose I'll waste our torch in these companies, you know. Because I don't take no for an answer. I says, look, you know, go on, help these people out, you know. And I think one thing with Primerica was, I think Primerica obviously at that time going through a massive growth. At that time, they then made a massive outfit. Like, 
and I think for them it was more or less to say Kevin would you deliver X, Y and Z for us and I says no problem at all and I remember the story I remember going up to Primark one time and sitting in an office right and, and, and these subject matter experts right were in this office you know this big office that's before they moved up to a big new piss up at, up at the Oh, it's a fantastic building now up there at the Rock they called. And I went into it, and on the hall, I think it was on the hall around at the time, and I went into the room and all these subject matter experts says, Kevin, we want you to teach this, test automation, we want you to teach this, and we want you to teach that. And there's no more like here, I never taught any of it in my life, right? So I always remember a good friend of mine, Kevin Clark, he's, he's retired since, but he always said to me, Kevin, never show any weakness. Just say to them, aye, no problem, I'll teach that, no problem at all. So I went on, and I could sort of see, after a while, they started to get a bit frustrated, because they me, can you teach me, absolutely no problem at all. And I remember as well, walking out the door, saying to myself, walk, jump in the car, and say to myself, what have I got myself under here? here? Like, because they expect me no everything here. But what I did was, it, 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 it drove me on, like I said, like, I'm going to learn it. So I learned everything from, I learned a lot of, a lot of skills already, I suppose, in a way, but I, I, to me, it, it was an incentive for me to say, look, you know, these people, they're going to be, I'm going to train up next. I need to have these skills, and I need to train them well enough to get these skills because they might get a job otherwise. So it put the pressure on me in a way, but at the same time, too, as well, you know what? I, I thoroughly enjoyed it because for me, personally, again, I love learning new things myself. As I always say, every day is a school day, and I'm constantly learning new skills on me. So it was easy, it was a no brainer for me to do it, and it was easy for me to do it. But at the same time, you know, I, I, as I said, it's all about getting people into jobs, and if I had to teach, Latin or Chinese to do that I would, I would learn it because I, that's the most important thing you want to give these people the best possible chance you know Kevin you mentioned uh, Primerica and obviously a, a major employer in the Kenny and the Northwest. what are the job prospects uh, now for people who are seeking uh, employment in the IT sector and looking to make a, their future in that area there's loads um, I, I, I think I, I think you know even though a company might not let's say on their website careers website say or careers page say look here's so many jobs if you say to somebody right CV and you have a good sort of tech background and you want to 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 get an opportunity no I always say to my students and I always say to as well I know I suppose back in the day with the pandemic and else you couldn't do it everything was sort of remote to be like but I always say to students go fuzzy go fuzzy around these companies go up walk on the door go to CETA for example they're both side by side up, up there um, go to CETA knock on the door walk in and say and, and they'll be surprised to see anybody anyway. and then go to the reception and say what are you doing here well could you give my CV there's my CV could you give my CV to your HR manager please and mark my words that CV will go straight to the HR manager desk because at the end of the day a paper copy of a CV, CV? Does it show the employer or the potential employer that that person is keen? Absolutely. Because I tell you what it is, it's, it's, it's a norm. I always say to students, I'm not saying anything about the companies, but if you're sending an email, say, to info at Primerica or info at CEDA, right? It'll go somewhere eventually, and somebody will see it, and somebody may respond. In fact, they will respond. It could be an automated system that may be, be, be in place to respond to that, you know. But I always say, go to the company, print out your copy of your CV, come present it, nice present it, neatly present it yourself, walk in and say, look, can I speak to someone in HR? And if they're nobody there, fair enough, can I leave my CV with them? And mark my words, I'll give it half an hour and, hour and somebody bring you. Because what that's shown is, is, is a nice stuff. And what it's shown to as well is a woman's to sort of say, do you know what, I'm going to try and be best here. I'm going to try and get up go out and about not be defeated if you like go out and say go go, go to the person who said gave me going to give me an opportunity not wait until I say well you know oh, I feel sorry for myself here nothing's happened for me and everybody else you know, I say to any graduate you know, any graduate that's probably listening here today maybe there's going to be a graduate now recently you know, the next couple of months in LYT or what I call this LYT of course but the, the Atlantic Technology University as we know it now but anybody any university any college anything at all 
go out there, go to the bet you might long <laughs> down down the road now with all these people with CVs waiting to go and do something. They they be call me all the names today now for for saying it. But I I think things like that. I think things like that are important. You know, to, and, and LinkedIn is another thing. I met you. I know you for a long years now. But I met you primarily through LinkedIn. You know. And we engage obviously through our love of uh, one football club. I'm not mentioning it does now. I was at this stage, but we can say it later on if we want. Maybe as a, maybe as a bit of a fun thing. But but I remember met, meeting you. I never met you for a long time, of course. And and we connected obviously as you do, and messaging each other. And, just, and we've arranged this meeting today, of course, for that reason. And I think people need you on the LinkedIn as well because there's plenty of people in HR company, plenty of people who work in HR in those companies, plenty of people working. All the different departments, all different things. Connect them. Show you're interested. You no, know, go into the different forums. You no, know, go into the, join the different talks, different groups. You no, know, show you're interested. Show you're interested and in, in want to maybe get a job or want to get a job in like an area. And you know, and there's loads of opportunities out there. You know, that's what I'm saying. And of course, the great thing about LinkedIn, there will be loads of potential people will be recruiting, come looking for you as well. You know, because if you're not on you, as the saying goes, you're not. You, you can't win. You know. Tell me, Kevin, how do you think the? Uh, Kevin, how do you feel the pandemic has changed the world of IT? Uh, believe it or not, in a good way. Um, in a good way and opposed in a bad way as well. I think the good way is that everything's remote working. You know, for example, I was uh, the first thing I said to you during the week, I said, look, let's do it in teams. You said, no, no, I want to come down and talk to you. I want to come down to and show them the best part of Donegal. I was like, um, I said, absolutely, absolutely right. Um, that's what I said. You didn't say it all day. But, but yeah, I, I, for me personally, being in the remote working has made a big difference because I'll give you an example. You know, we've got a lot of companies now uh, that a lot of companies that start before prior to the pandemic, people said, like, well, I can't go and work for them because I'll have to fizzly up sticks relocate to Dublin, relocate to Belfast, travel, maybe Belfast not too bad, but Dublin, two and a half hours, three hours in the road, going to, say, London, where a lot of work in London, all the bigger cities we like. Now, there's people that I have taught uh, in the past who have moved from Primerica, different companies, and of course now they're working, they're at home in Donegal, and they're working for companies in London. And that's all down to the pandemic because people say, look, you know what, uh, because of this communication collaboration, because of technology, because of the fact we don't necessarily need you to be fizzly here, we can go into teams, we can go on to all different, um, through different social media channels and everything else and we can communicate. The world's got a lot smaller, you know, and that's great. But it's not great for the companies, obviously. The companies saying, well, I'm losing a lot of my staff now because they're getting better paid elsewhere because they can stay at home and they can do it. But it's good for me. Because when I go to that company, say, look, you know, is there any chance I get a couple of placements, you know, for a Kickstart program or one of the course? Absolutely, Kevin, because we've lost a couple of staff. So to me, it's 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 just it's like a conveyor belt, if you like. And I think you know, it's like everything else. It's it's putting the man on on the company now as well, the company himself to look after their staff. Not to say they haven't looked after their staff, but even they look try and look even better. Look look at their staff in a better way because. No, look at our staff, look at our member staff as an asset, really. And a lot of st- companies do that because they come say, you know, we want to keep this this person being with us now four or five years. You know, they've been really brilliant. They've been fantastic. You know, we've they learned, they know all our systems and all our technology stack, if you like. Let's keep them. So it's, 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 it's been a great thing, you know, in a positive way. The, the negative thing, I think, is we are doing this face-to-face today. And quite honestly, it's good to do it face-to-face, I think, because I think the last two years we've been just looking at each other on the screen, you know, and it's not a bad thing we had to get on with the job, I suppose, but for me personally speaking, I think the face-to-face thing is is, 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 is a big mess as well. I think, you know, I'm sure if you go up to the to Rock up in, up in TCS today, it's an unbelievable, one of the nicest buildings you'll ever see, fantastic. I took some students up to it on many occasions and they're just 
mouse open they can't believe the the, 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 the beauty of it and more importantly the how, how spectacular it is you know I'm sure you're going to that building today and look around there is empty seats everywhere it's not because there's not people working there it's people working from home you know and I think that's one of the things we must is that social interaction because you know then day having a chat with someone about a game of football or having a chat at break time going to get your lunch with somebody you know sitting outside or wherever else you know chatting I think that's important as well so let's get that balance right but I think the hybrid working now and all this we, we're trying to facilitate allowing people to stay at home a day or two go into the office a day or two I think that's it's, 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 it's a positive I think it's definitely a positive you know just listen to you talking Kevin you have a huge passion for helping people and, and helping your students and it would appear you, you do go up above and beyond where did that passion come from? <sighs> do you know what it, it's 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 in me I suppose I'll have to thank my mother and father obviously you know because my parents like you know my parents were good people my mother thankfully still loving she's doing great my father sadly passed away a good number of years back but I, I, I think for myself you know it's, it's just it's a decent thing you know you know for me I think we're all the same, you know, in, in a sort of way. We want to help people, you know. I always use the scenario of, of, of driving along the road and you see somebody stuck, maybe a punch in the car, right? You know, you'll see 10 cars going past, right, and driving on past, and you'll see one person will stop, like, you know, you always see it, like, you know, and even though it was last Marine, right, and even though it was dark, and you even know who the person is, and you, you you jump out. I'm one of those people, right? It might be the worst decision ever you made, right? Because you could be, you be standing on the roof for an hour, like, in pitch black. But, you know, it's, it's, it's I, I believe, for me, person speaking, it's, it's just being contentment to, to as well. For me, it helps me. It, it helps me being content myself. It helps me who the person I am today, believe it or not. Because people say to me, well, why do you do all the stress? Because my wife, if you ask my wife, they're lovely. She'll tell you like, the stress of it and, and work on these late evenings and answering emails. What are you doing that phone, answering this email? And why are you not there chatting to somebody on the teams and blah, 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 whatever? I said, look, I'm trying to chat to companies. I want to get these companies involved, you know. But for me, it's, it's my family upbringing, you know. Um, I've been lucky enough to have a good family, a good upbringing, you know, a good, my wife's family, good people too as well, you know. And I, I just feel it's just, I, I think maybe it's just in me, you know, that that I want to help people. If you ask anybody at all, I suppose, if, if you talk to anybody out and about, they'll tell you, like, you know, that man works tirelessly, you know, to, to help people. And, but I don't see it as work, you know, I see it as my job, like, you know, it's my job to do that, you know. And people say to me, oh, you answered an email for me last night at 11 o'clock, yeah. I said, well, what's the big deal? Like, I answer an email, sure, I answer an email. No. And I always say to students as, as well, if you want to get help, if you want to ask me for help, it doesn't matter day or night, night or day, ask me. And I'll tell you a wee story here too as well. My youngest boy, uh, as you do, eight, nine months old, waking up in the middle of the night, get a feed, as you do. And I was up there, not very often, thankfully, my wife took care of that. But I was lamping sitting in the bed, no, no, as you do, rocking him and putting, getting the, trying to get him to sleep, get the wind up, as they say. And I remember my phone was saying, the phone all the same as this beep, beep, beep. And I looked at the phone and I obviously I put the baby down first obviously I don't do things at once but I remember putting the baby down and thankfully no he got back to sleep again and I seen this email at quarter two in the morning right and one of my students at the time in Foss emailed me said Kevin I'm wild ball was here you know blah blah and I thought to myself no quarter two like you know that guy was dedicated like you know and it wasn't to say he was lazy didn't, didn't do his work in the class he was wanting to get this thing done get this thing working so I said right I'll tell you what I'll answer I'll answer the email so I answered the email straight away at quarter two, I says, right, John, whatever the name was, here's what you need to do here, blah, blah, blah. So I said, no, about it, thought up, no, about it, put the phone down, got up in the morning, went to Foss's dad, started the class half eight, and the boy went, Kevin, what's wrong? Phew, 
What were you doing at quarter two last night? I said, what, what's wrong, quarter two? I, I sent you an email quarter two last night. You answered straight away. I said, look, that's how dedicated I am. I said, I'm a hard grafter. I said, I never stop. <laughs> and to this day, I don't think he still, still doesn't think that maybe I was up all night working, you know, but that, that's the sort of person I am, you know. I, I, I'll help anybody. I'll help anybody at all. And I'll give you an example. If anybody comes out of this and say people want to contact me and I'll pass on my email address at the end of the, end of the conversa- conversation we're having here, please do because I'd be more than happy to help you. you know. well, give it a bit now, Kevin. Maybe wants to give, give it's it's Kevin. It's just kevin.mclaughlin at nwrc.ac.uk. Anytime at all, email me. Um, just let me know what you're doing, where you listen to this podcast, uh, who you are, where you're from. doesn't matter where you're from. You know, because I know there's a lot of people probably listening to this, obviously nationally, maybe hopefully internet. From your point of view, hopefully internet. I'm sure they do, obviously, because there are a lot of people out and about, and a lot of diaspora out and about the, the world that listen to this as well. Um, yeah, absolutely. Get into contact me. And Kevin, when you were at school and when you were through this system, did you get uh, plenty of help and plenty of mentoring as well? I did. I mean, I, like, yeah, I suppose I did, but I probably didn't realise it. You know, I think we all went through school, and I'm just funny with my wee boy there. He's doing a wee project month. School me bridge down Muff here. They're fifty years. I went to that school too. And Muff, you see, and he's saying they were they went they're just back in the school there. And he was saying to me, "Oh, daddy, you have to do a project me about going to school." And the guy was, "Yes, that's right. That's great. I'll do it. No problem at all." And but there's a lot of great teachers there back in that day too as well. You know, a lot of great female and male teachers. You know, you know people think you know. Oh, I do think you know. If, um, you, we all need that, but I've sort of male influence if you like in our lives. My father thankfully was there at the time, and my mother was there. But I had great teachers. Went to school. In Cairndona Community School as well, in our great school, a massive school at that time. Probably, I think Cairndona at the time I was at Cairndona Community School, I think it was one of the biggest schools in Ireland, even. Uh, great people, but I think for myself, personally speaking, I had good people working on me, good teachers, and I went to third level, and of course, into Darien, third level, and everything else. I'm, great, I'm lucky to, to meet a lot of good people. Kevin Clark, I mentioned, a fellow that, that I worked along with for a good number of years in, in Foss. Um, he retired in 2008, but he was a great influence on me as well, you know, because I think it's just all about just to be just to be sort of I suppose in a way just to be advised if you like in terms of you no know, teaching people think teaching teaching is easy I think going to the classroom is easy but it's just that sort of all things outside of it that, that, that really helped me you know um, and he was a big influence me definitely he's a good friend of mine he's a good guy and, 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 and as I say but there's been plenty and I think you know at the end of the day it's just more your family life having a good stable family life a nice simple family life you know being content in yourself and that to me makes a massive massive difference to me you know and finally Kevin what does the future hold for yourself and your department and everything that you're doing at the minute I think the future is very bright I think you know for me personally speaking I think uh, hopefully people will continue to support me uh, and what I want to do you know, I have a lot of ideas a lot, you know, thankfully a lot of them have been really successful you know um, I think as a department us as computing we do a lot of courses you know, from, from your entry level programs you know, from really A level programs right up to, to degree programs if you like and anything in between I sort of fit in the middle or in that sort of way you know but I think you know for, for me the future is very bright in the North West you know there's a lot of good education established around this area you know a lot of them are doing very a lot of good things you know and I'm just one of those people that, that, that are doing something a bit different in a way uh, and I think that's the key point it's just been doing something a bit different trying to entice people that possibly might slip through the net so to speak you know that possibly think you know what that's not for me but you know what six months of a course you know what it could be for me because I think the duration of a course not saying there's a, 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 an inspiring way three years or four years of your life I think it's great if you're younger, you know, where you've no major ties, where if you're a wee bit older and maybe have a family and maybe a lot of commitments and your mortgage and bills you pay, as we know, 
I think it can be a tough, tough ask to do a four-year course, and then possibly then things are right. I'll go and get a job then. Whereas this course that I do primarily, it's what five, six months max. You know, it's nothing. Uh, and for me, it's not even a year. But as John Logan once said, "What's an hour a year?" You know, it's nothing. You know, and I think you know, six months of somebody's life. What's the worst could happen? The worst could happen basically is that they're not. The worst could happen because it'll be good. It'll happen because the person will hopefully get a lot more confident in themselves. They gain. You know what? I really enjoyed that. I, I can do this now. I can. I didn't think I could do that. Make new friends. Be, feel better in themselves, have a lot more contentment, you know, and, and I think that's really important because I think we live in a world where, where there's a lot of obviously negativity around mental health and, and things like that, which is t- totally right, of course, because a lot of people do suffer a lot with mental health. But I think this course, and you'll ask anybody who's on it, you'll get a laugh, you know, you'd fit a, I mentioned now, you'd fit a slag arsenal, obviously. Um, not very often, obviously, but <laughs> probably more often than we should want to yeah, slag them. But no, a bit of banter, not take yourself too seriously, an odd joke here and there, come on, feel confident in yourself. Do your job, meet plenty of good people like yourself, and drive. You know, what I find with the current group and all the previous groups, they drive people on to as well. You go one person or heap of people that drive people, and everybody else follows. And it's great, you know. Uh, to me, it's it, the future is seriously, seriously bright. And I just hope that people will listen to this today thinking, you know what, you know, I'll, I'll take a chance on IT, basically. Kevin McLaughlin, lecturer in computing at Northwest Regional College. Thanks for taking the time today to talk to us on Business Matters. Not a problem, Kieran. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Well, that's our lot for another edition of Business Matters. I'd like to thank my guests, Cahill Cannon and Kevin McLaughlin. Thanks to Kenneth Wilson on sound. And thanks to you for listening. If you'd like to get in touch with the programme, drop an email to businessmatters at highlandradio.com. Business Matters in association with the Faculty of Business at ATU Donegal. Looking for a career in financial services? Consider the Level 9 MA in Governance, Compliance and Data Protection. Take the next step in your career and contact the Exec Ed Coordinator on 9186206 or email execed, E-X-E-C-E-D, at lyit.ie today.